Hello, and welcome back to America's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast, Week 13. What? just seemed like yesterday we were just doing episode one. Anyway, my name is John Kelly. I'm a Union Tribune producer, and I'm sitting here with Eddie Brown, the Union Tribune fantasy football guru. What's up, Eddie? How you doing, How's man? How's it going, John? Uh, doing all right. Pretty interesting weekend, holiday weekend. Yes. Uh, three football games on Thursday. It's always fun. Amari Cooper man. on Thursday. One of my matchups, I just knew after that game that I was going to win. And also, like, I'm glad I held on to the guy for so long. <laughs> he finally paid off. Yeah, I ended up going 2-1 and one in my leagues. Uh, another one, a bunch of guys were on buys uh, on my opponent's roster. So I got lucky. Jay, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and then the other matchup was my sister. She needed to go to the playoffs. I already clinched. Oh, Maybe I let her win. Some family. I didn't. There was no <laughs> no coercion. How about you? No, I went 3-1. and one. It, was a, nice. it was a good week. This is one of the things that... I have always loved Thanksgiving week for fantasy football. I don't know what it is. It's it's one of the things for me personally. It takes away from the fact that that now we have football every Thursday. Like yeah. I used to build up to like, oh, we have not only do we have football on Thursday, but we have three games all day, all day. It's just it's just this great thing. And obviously, back in the day, it used to be two, but still, it was you know it's just a great thing that that you have. And and now. You know, it, it was it was a good week. I've always had uh, good luck, and Amari Cooper. I had him in one of my leagues. He he went off finally. Was, like you said, it was good to have him, and and uh, just across the board, it was a good weekend. Lot to be thankful for. Thanks, Amari. Definitely. <laughs> so week thirteen, like wow, we are literally one matchup away from the playoffs. Any kind of suggestions you want to give to anybody out there about going forward? Yeah, I think you know, like it's been a, what we're three months in. Uh, it's been <laughs> like you said though it flew by. We, we, we must be having fun because it flew by. Yeah. Uh, you know this whole thing started back in August for a lot of people. Um, but you're right. For for most leagues, uh, their season, their regular season ends week 13. Uh, some of them week 14, but most week 13. I think there's there's kind of a handful of, of tips that you need to just keep focused on this time of year. Uh, first thing I, I would do is don't overthink your lineups. You know, like like you you have, we don't have bye weeks anymore, right? Right. So first thing I usually do when I come out when we come out of that last week with bye weeks, I just put my best lineup in. Yeah. And for the most part, I'm gonna leave that lineup in. I mean, that's the lineup I probably maybe I didn't start with, but it's gotten there. I kind of did that for you know week one. You put your best guys in. You don't know how it's all gonna play out. Totally. I'm kind of back in that mode because now we now we have some a sample size. We know what the best players are. Know the best players on your team. Uh, you know, maybe you're arguing with with yourself with a flex position, mm-hmm. but for everything else, you know who your quarterback is. You know your you know your matchups. You know your matchups. So I, you know, don't overthink your lineups. Don't try to like analyze every single position. Don't get cute either. Like it's week five. You know, right, right. You don't need to take a risk. No, not at this point. Yeah, you know, you know where you're at. Either you're you're especially this week. You're either, you know, trying to get sneak into the playoffs, or you already secured a spot. So just put your best people out there and, and you know let them ride. That makes sense. The uh, you know other thing is I, I favor at this point upside with my roster. I mean there's players like a like a Frank Gore. We all love we all love Frank Gore. Yeah. A, a Mohammed Sanu. You know these guys are vets. These guys come they 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 have a very high floor. They're not gonna you know you know essentially screw you week to week and and, and get zero. They're gonna do something. Yeah. But they don't offer really high upside at this point in their careers either. Um, so 
yeah, at this point, you can, uh, I think, afford to let those guys go and grab a Rashad Penny or grab somebody out there that, you know, might sneak into the lineup in the last three weeks and get playing time. Somebody that, that a rookie that is finally just now coming around. Somebody like an Antonio Callaway for the Browns, who's just now really starting to get it. He's kind of showed signs so far this year of being a big play guy. You know, and it's finally starting to put it together. And now yeah. Baker Mayfield all of a sudden is starting to really, really put it together. What was I watching the other day? I, that I was know, crazy. It felt, it felt like we were in some type of time warp yeah. for the Browns, you know, whipping up on the Bengals. But, you know, favor that type of upside because those are the guys in week 15 and 16. And if your league goes to 17, those are the guys who are going to be putting up major games. We're all going to be looking back and be like, who? Right, you know, it's the, probably not going to be Frank Gore on his way out to the, you know, on his Hall of Fame carry it on the, right, you know, out out the door. It's it's going to be these these young guys who are looking for opportunities. And these other kind of matchups, right? Exactly, and playing the matchups that that are going to be able to take advantage and try to make a team next year or or earn a better position going into you know 2019. The uh, last thing is look ahead. This is normally if we were on an actual football team, the whole thing would be like, hey, one week at a time, guys, one week at a time. But we can afford to look at lineups like you can afford to look, okay, I have, maybe I have a buy in week 14, you know, so maybe I can afford to start looking at my lineups for week 15 and week, week 16. So if I stream this entire season, if I've been streaming defenses, if I've been streaming quarterbacks, if I've been streaming tight ends or kickers or whatever, maybe I can start looking at those matchups for 15 and 16 if I don't have to worry about playing in week 14. Um, you could do that across the board. Even if you do have to play week 14, you can still look at the matchups for week 15 and 16 and set yourself up. So is there any mat- any matchups that you see, any players that stick out to you? I think just a handful of guys just off the top of my head, uh, and, and this just to give you an idea of guys to look at that may not be rostered in over 50% of leagues, but they're, they're available in, in more than half leagues now. Uh, somebody like a Dak Prescott. Who's turning on? We just we just spent the opening talking about Amari Cooper. Uh, Prescott's been good since Amari came in. Even when Amari doesn't necessarily shine, Prescott's been really good. And he was even he was even starting to turn it around before Cooper uh, came on board. Agreed. His his last three games. I mean, you're talking about Philadelphia, who right now is fielding a secondary that no one can name. Like I'm, I'd be shocked if their families even knew they were you know starting for the Eagles right now. Um, the they go to the Colts, which that has all the makings of a shootout. Um, and then they finish up with Tampa Bay at home, which is Perfect. one of the worst defenses in you know in the NFL. Yeah. So I mean, you're talking about a quarterback who's really kind of coming into his, to his own. Finally, has a number one guy. Offense is starting to 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 rev up, and they're in a playoff push. And they have three really good matchups uh, the next three weeks. Uh, somebody like a Lashawn McCoy, who is we've been basically staying away from Buffalo's offense this entire season. But and he has he's had like one game or two games where he's really kind of proven himself. But he's kind of an old vet. But if you look at his matchups going forward, you're talking about the Jets at home. You're talking about the Lions at home, which cannot stop the run. Uh, and you're talking about the Patriots, who has you know have had issues stopping the run as well. Yeah. Um, and once again, he is their primary uh, offensive weapon outside of Josh Allen at this point, who's showing that he can certainly uh, earn his way with his legs as well. Uh, somebody like DJ Moore, uh, wide receiver for the Panthers, who's, I think at this point it's safe to say, the number one wide receiver in Carolina. Uh, certainly not Devin Funchess at this point. Uh, but he, at the Browns, which that has the makings of kind of a, a, a shootout at this point. Uh, and then he finishes up against the Saints and the Falcons, two divisional matchups. Oh, wow. I mean, those are I mean, defense is primed to score on. They can't cover wide receivers. And obviously the Panthers are going to have to score a lot of points if they want to win either, either of those games. 
Um, you're talking about David Njoku, a, a Cleveland Brown, who goes faces two of the worst, two of the uh, bottom three defenses against tight ends in three of the last three matchups that he plays against the Panthers, who can't cover tight ends, and the Broncos, who can't cover tight ends. And then he finishes up with the Bengals. And their their defense. I mean, their that whole team's kind of in shambles yeah. at this point right now. Anyways, and he looks healthy again too. And he does. He does. He was kind of banged up, and and now he looks like he's ready to. That that whole Browns team is is looking like there's some talent, and it's looking like they're starting to kind of right. fuse together. And you know, once they fired uh, Hugh Jackson and they moved on from Todd Haley, I think that kind of lit a fire under the young guys and said, hey. You know, now it's your it's your time. It's your era. Let's see what you can do with it. And it looks like they're all starting to kind of come together. Whether they're going to win football games or not this year, I don't know. But offensively and fantasy-wise, they're certainly looking like, you know, there's some value there. Um, and to finish up with the defenses, uh, defense special teams, the Broncos, you know, old school, you know, somebody for the last five years we've considered an elite fantasy defense. You know, they, they just had a really good matchup against the Steelers. They did well at home. They're always better at home. That's something you should always consider. Uh, but the, even the two road matchups that they have going forward are against the Niners and the Raiders, so you can't, you can't get yeah. better matchups than that. And then they're at home against uh, the Browns. So, you know, the Browns, we've just talked about their offense is, is, is doing well, but going to Cleveland, I mean, going to Denver, that's a whole mm-hmm. other, you know, yeah. <laughs> you talk about being a mile high and, and the atmosphere and everything like that. So, I mean, just a handful of, of, of players – and people you should be focused on uh, going forward, looking in the next few weeks, they're they're available to be streamed or maybe just you know picked up and keep kept out of the hands of your opponents. You know that's, a, yeah. that's another it's another philosophy that a lot of us. Uh, that's my jerk move in. that I like to pull. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's a, and I think it's a good one. It's like yeah. I, I, right now, I have Jameis Winston on like two of my rosters. I have no intentions of playing him. Like yeah. I, I, I'm just keeping him away from everybody else. Well, with all that being said, uh, there's a lot of running back studs out there right now. That are probably going to get benched to go to the real playoffs, real life playoffs. <laughs> um, is there any backups or number twos or maybe even possible number threes that you would uh, that you would look at going forward? Well, I think at this point, this is the point. You know, there's always a debate like, hey, do you handcuff in the draft, right? Handcuffing, yeah. You know, it, it's 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 a big deal. Like, is it a wasted spot? Are you buying an insurance policy? Well. If you drafted Le'Veon Bell this year, I'm pretty sure that those people are converted <laughs> to the idea that you should definitely handcuff. Believers. Because <laughs> if you didn't yeah. handcuff, that probably had a very negative like effect that. on your season. So I'm thinking going forward, if you, if you didn't do it in the beginning, doing it now is a good idea because especially with a team like the Rams or the Chiefs where you have – they're almost guaranteed to clinch something before week 16 and week 17. Yeah. There's a chance that they're going to be looking at themselves and saying, why would we play Todd Gurley? Why would we, would we play Kareem Hunt in Week 17 if your league if your league goes to Week 17? And they have good backups. And they have good they have good backups. I mean, Malcolm Brown is a is a serviceable running back. We've seen him already. I we've we've talked about John Kelly, the other John Kelly, right? Yeah. We've talked about the other John Kelly. He's very talented, very talented running back out of Tennessee. He hasn't got a lot of shine, but maybe he does. Yeah. In Week 17, uh, Spencer Ware, obviously, we know him. You know he's he's produced before. Uh, he's going to get some play going into the playoffs. Uh, you know Wayne Gallman is a, is a, a talented back out of Clemson uh, in his I think second or third year, and uh, I think his second year. And you know he I I don't I don't know if Saquon I mean if you have Saquon Barkley you should have Gallman just in case. Yeah. At this point I mean that's a, that's the point maybe Brown maybe where. 
in case he, Giants get a little closer to yeah, actually yeah. going to the playoffs. It, well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things to where Brown, Ware, and maybe even Chase Edmonds, they have a chance of probably playing definitely uh, week 16, week 17. But just in case, these other guys are insurance policies. If you If you – I mean, even Rod Smith of the Cowboys, if you somehow Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you know, hurts himself or uh, if, if, you know, Connors goes down, Jalen Samuels is a good guy. I mean, you just want to have these guys on your roster. You don't want to get, you know, surprised when it's like, oh, I lost my top running back. I got to go pick his backup. Uh, oh, wait a minute. He got picked up two weeks ago. Even even without benching, you know, um, it's injuries that we all have to worry about. Especially, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially this time of year. I mean, even in the last two or three weeks, the bodies have been piling up on the list. And that's just the way of the world when it comes to the NFL. Yeah. You're lucky, and they're lucky, if it's a minor in- injury. And sometimes it's more major than that. And this week, we definitely had some major ones yeah. and some so-sos. QB Andy Dalton out. I mean, that's just that's just tough for the entire, I think, Bengals offense. I mean, he, he had a serious thumb injury uh, it's not i mean we talked about with uh with uh graham, graham yeah know, jimmy graham like you can't catch a football well it's kind of hard throwing a football mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if you can't utilize your thumb uh you know maybe if they switch to a nerf or something but he's he's done for the season it's it's an injury he's dealt with before they have jeff driscoll going forward uh, i i don't i mean unless something unless something's i say this a lot but unless something's gone horribly wrong i don't you know, foresee anybody really using or utilizing Jeff Driscoll going forward. It kind of makes me kind of scared to start Boyd even. But that's the thing. It's going to have an effect, on I think, on everybody on, on that on, team. You know, yeah, A.J. Green's probably going to come back this week. You know, I don't think – I mean, A.J. Green is A.J. Green. I, he's played without Dalton before, and he right. had success, so I wouldn't necessarily worry about him. But you're right, Tyler, the Tyler Boyds of the world, the John Rosses of the world, uh, how does it affect – does Joe Mixon get a boost – because it's like, well, why don't we just, you know, give him the ball more often? It's much easier to, you know, toss the ball out his way than to try to, you know, attack a, a defense deep with John Ross at this point. So, uh, you know, it's a tough break for the offense, but it definitely, I mean, that whole team is kind of in a in a spiral right now. Uh, so outside of A.J. Green, everybody else is going to get affected somewhat. Wide receiver Marvin Jones for Detroit. Yeah, no, that's another. I mean, he he was essentially after they traded Golden Tate, Somebody I thought would step in and be the number one guy for the Lions, um, and early on he was. He he had the higher targets uh, over Kenny Galladay, uh, but now he's done for the year. He had a knee injury, and it's something that he had been out for a couple of weeks. That I think they went back and tested, and it turned out that they found something. They haven't really said what they found, mm. but obviously it's bad enough for him not to play the rest of the year. And it probably might have something to do with the fact that the Lions aren't going anywhere. They're not going to the playoffs, so why risk it? Uh, but going forward, I mean, you still have, I mean, you know, I think it helps Kenny Galladay because he's essentially the number one guy yeah. in general there. I think um, Matt Stafford has to be able to throw the ball for that to even be an option. Well, too. I mean, that's the thing. It, it definitely hurts Matt Stafford. Yeah. I think going forward, going forward, Matt Stafford's in, in, a, in a situation where there's more productive uh, quarterbacks out there that you, you would want to utilize. But uh, for somebody like Kenny Galladay, it's a good it's a good thing. Uh, Bruce Ellington's going to step in. He's going to be the number two guy there. Uh, Theoretic has already been kind of you know uh, doing his thing. Um, so you know, it helps Galladay. Galladay hurts pretty much everybody else. I feel bad for uh, tight end Jack Doyle just because he had been out. He'd missed like five or six weeks already. Yeah, comes back, starts to deliver. He's out. Yeah. Well, there was enough. There was enough for him and Eric Ebron who. 
is all he does is catch touchdowns, right? Yeah. Um, so there was enough in that offense for both of them to be successful, and that was really one of the signatures of their offense is having two guys who can make plays, uh, intermediate routes in, in, in the red zone. Uh, but he got he got blasted uh, this week. Uh, one of your Miami Dolphins, I can't remember exactly which one, but uh, hit him in the back and it – did bad things to his kidney, <laughs> and that's never good. No, even if you have to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, so he's he's done for the year. I think what what that does is make Eric Ebron, you know, a top what two tight end. Yeah, in fantasy, I mean, he's already up there. He's already up there. So it just you know he all of a sudden comes in on every down. Uh, he's going to be utilized all over the place. So it helps him. I don't think it hurts Luck that much. There's enough weapons for him to make look good. Uh, but Ebron definitely gets a spike. Uh, tight end Jeff Heuerman. Uh yeah, broken ribs and a bruised lung. Uh, that's tough. Yeah. Obviously, it's a you know. I like fo- to breathe. <laughs> right, right. It's a uh, football's tough, and it's a it's a rough sport. It's very violent, and these things happen sometimes. And he's done for the year. I don't think uh, it really hasn't. I mean, it's it's one of those things we've been waiting for a tight end to kind of step up for the uh, for the Broncos, and no one has. I don't think you're going to go out there and. You know, rush the gates for Matt Lacoste. Le- Le- he scored a touchdown this week, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's somebody who's going to just step. Guy. Yeah, he's going to step in and and be a be an All Pro going forward or whatever. I think it might help uh, Cortland Sutton. You start seeing some more red zone targets towards him, which yeah. is what they should be doing anyways. Um, but other than that, I you know it's just it's it's tough for Jeff, and so it's, uh, but I don't think it really impacts their offense outside of maybe get, giving Sutton a little bit more impact in the red zone. Okay. This is still bad, um, but, I mean, I think this is really bad for a lot of people that have running back Melvin Gordon for the Chargers. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about an elite, I mean, what, a top five or ten player in fantasy? Yeah, at least I would say top five. Yeah. And, Especially as of lately. Right. And, and it was and it was in a play where it didn't have to be. It, it, was a, it was like a trick play. They were already blowing out the Cardinals. Um, it was an unfortunate call for them. Uh, but you're talking about a grade two MCL sprain, which means he definitely misses this week. He's likely out, you know, two to four weeks. So that's playoffs. Pretty much playoffs. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna put him in if it risks. No, not for their getting, play. Exactly. Getting into the wild card or whatnot. Exactly. And they're in they're in a situation to where if they can't beat Kansas City, they're locked into that top wild card. Yeah. So they're they're gonna make I sure. I mean, they do actually have a chance to even if for whatever reason Kansas City falls off right now. They're only a game they behind. Could, they could take it back yeah so and if that happens and he's definitely not playing yeah they'll make sure i mean if they if they can if they can catch kc while he's hurt yeah um and they have talent at the position too uh you, you know it's one of those things to where we just talked about it handcuffing right so yeah. if you if you if you drafted melvin gordon at some point this year you probably should have picked up austin eckler um or somebody that i, I pushed heavily in the preseason was justin jackson he's a rookie uh, and I think he's definitely going to see some some impact, maybe double-digit touches going forward. Eckler, I think, is is heavily uh, utilized in the pass game. Right. I think he's definitely going to increase his carries over the next you know month um, until Gordon comes back. But I think they're going to use Jackson as kind of an early downs back, and then Eckler is going to maintain the role that he's kind of already established for himself. I mean, he caught ten balls last week. Yeah. And that's kind of what he does. Um and and he's he's good in the he's good in the red zone as well so I think both those guys are going to see a lot of uh, extra touches coming their way big opportunity and uh, other than that I think everything I think Philip Rivers will keep everything else turning but it's really sad for those Melvin Gordon owners if you don't have Eckler or you weren't able to get uh, Jackson Eckler is the one who could probably step in and 
come closer to replicating his production, I think Jackson becomes kind of a flex, yeah. has flex potential going forward. Because I think, as you even said in your ad drop, like, he's not going to be this big workhorse that's just going to be a four down back. Yeah. No, you know? not, not not at this point. I think they're going to utilize both both guys going As forward. As they should. Yeah, exactly. And they're both talented, so, that, you know, like I said, there's there's value in both places, but neither one of them are going to be Melvin Gordon. Texans wide receiver Kike Kute. This is a situation, you know, you've been following him all year. He's had hamstring issues the entire season, going all the way back to training camp. Um, you know, he had a big debut uh, midway through the season. Everybody was like, oh, this guy's this guy's the next big thing in PPR. And then he was out for a couple weeks because his hamstring acted up. Came back, had a pretty decent game to the point to where Demarius Thomas only got one target and everybody was panicking. Anybody that owned Demarius Thomas was basically like, you know, getting on the cliff and ready to jump. Right. But this is, you know, why I hate, you know, you talk about hamstring injuries, you talk about back injuries, you talk about foot injuries. I mean, these types of things that – if you're a wide receiver, you need that. You need it, and it, it, yeah. it never go. It's not once it happens in a season, it doesn't. It's not going to be okay until the season's done. Right. And so you have to just you watch it and 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 try to try to jump in at the right time. But it's it's very difficult to predict. And this is another example of that. I think. I mean, going forward, I I, I think it just it's just more targets for Demarius Thomas, and you know, obviously DeAndre Hopkins gets is going to get his share regardless. But I don't think it really affects their offense that much, but it affects Kiki Kuti owners and people who wanted to utilize him as a flex going forward. Tight end Evan Ingram. Another hamstring issue. Uh, it's a difficult situation. This is something that happened be- literally in warm-ups of the game, and he was a scratch, and that's never good. No. You, you never want something to happen in war- warm-ups because it's hard to get that information out. Some people probably left him in their lineup and took a zero for it. Um, he should be fine. I, I, I think I mean, it's one of those things to where I think he'll be able to play sooner than later. It's just like I just said, strain hamstring is something that's going to be with him. So it, it's better you're better off if you have other tight ends. So these are a couple of players that you should probably keep checking on. Uh, I think Friday's the last day they do reports normally, and then yep. sometimes you have to wait till game time. Running back Marlon Mack. Well, he had a concussion, so you know he's in the protocol. Right. Um, if for some reason he doesn't make it through the protocol, which is I've been rare, I don't think anybody, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that hasn't made it the next week through the protocol. Uh, Did Geronimo Allison not make it through? Or he might have been. He or might've... was it another injury that he had with that? Concussion? He had he had a hamstring injury as well. Okay. But I'm not sure exactly. But it, it could have been it could have been an issue as well. Yeah. Um. I, I I think he'll be fine. I think he'll play. But if for some reason he's limited or he doesn't. Then you know you're talking about the two rookies, Jordan Wilkins, and you're talking about Naheem Hines, uh, who are going to step in and fill his role. Uh, Hines obviously is the PPR weapon of choice. Um, if he gets any any more run, Jordan Wilkins is probably going to be the early down guy. Um, but like I said, he should be he should be okay. Tight end Vance McDonald. Uh, yeah, it's a similar situation. He got kind of banged up. Um, he's day to day. Obviously, if he's limited in any way, it, you know, Jesse James becomes uh, playable again. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or as, as streamable, I guess. Um, otherwise, I don't think it really affects the rest of the offense. Um, they have tight ends that they throw to, but obviously they have Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and God. James Connors, and, and the list goes on and Juju on. Juju went and on off and on. last week. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have a bunch of guys, so they don't have to worry about that. But I think uh, – 
Vance has been a, a solid streamable tight end for the last month or so. Um, I think if he's healthy, he continues to be. If not, you know, you, if you're desperate, Jesse James becomes a target. Running back, Sonny Michelle. This is one of those things to where he, he had a good game. He, he played well coming back off of other injuries, but he's dealing with back soreness. As somebody who deals with back soreness on a day-to-day <laughs> basis myself, I can I can speak, and, and I'm not I'm not quite the athlete Sony is, uh, <laughs> but I can speak to the idea that it's not fun, right? And it sticks with you, and it affects you one way or the other. Um, so you know I would keep that in mind. I don't think it's going to hinder him playing. It's one of those things that might flare up though. Uh, so if you have, you know, a more safe option going forward, then I would think. You know, long and hard about utilizing them and not because even with him. Burkhead coming back, I don't even know if that's a safe. Right, I mean, safe because yeah. Burkhead is healthy. Uh, James White hasn't quite been the James White of the you know the first eight nine weeks that he right. was. Um, so maybe this is where the uh, New England backfield gets shaken up a little bit, like it always tends to do. Yeah. Um, so I'd just be, I'd be, you know, I'd pay attention, just you know, read the reports and, and see how how he's doing uh, before I lock him into your lineup. Running back Kenyon Drake, who went off last week, had another solid, uh, yeah. yeah, another great um, performance. Two touchdowns, no bias, by the way. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, he's in a situation where you know he's day to day here at his shoulder, uh, and I think, but I think he'll he'll be fine too. He's something he's been dealing with. He's been wearing a, a red yeah. jersey, I think, in practice, and so uh, you know it's the same. It's the same old thing. If 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 he if he's limited at all, then Frank Gore will get a few more touches at some point. If they if they fall out of the playoff race, they might start uh, utilizing uh, Kalen uh, Bellage, Arizona State rookie uh, running back that they have. Um, but otherwise, I think if you were playing Kenyon Drake at this point, he was kind of a flex yeah option, and he was paying off some weeks and some weeks he wasn't. Uh, but yeah, just day to day, check check the reports. Okay. Every week, Eddie highlights five players to add to your roster and five that you need to get rid of. Eddie's add and drop posts on San Diego Union Tribune.com every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Here are some of his players. Add. We just mentioned it earlier. Running back Austin Eckler. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprised me that he's available in in, in as many leagues as he's available in. I mean, he's. It's almost 45% of ESPN leagues and almost 30% of Yahoo leagues. Um, so if you if you don't have Melvin Gordon and you need somebody to step in this week, then it's time to make a play for him. I mean, like we just said, Gordon's out at least two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, and this is opening a big opportunity for Eckler. He's somebody that was already flex-worthy because that offense is, is you know, one of the more dynamic offenses in the NFL. Uh, going forward, he has RB2 upside. Um, so yeah, if he's, if he's available in your league, you need to get him either. You need to get him once again to, to utilize yourself or you need to get him to keep him away from somebody else. <laughs> I like that. Uh, wide receiver, Adam Humphreys for the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, uh, Buccaneers have been kind of a fantasy, uh, you know, oasis of themselves this year. Uh, even though they certainly hasn't, certainly hasn't paid off for them yeah. <laughs> in real life. Uh, but you know everybody it seems to suit up on that offense has some sort of value. He's available in 72% of ESPN leagues and 69% of Yahoo leagues, and he's produced at least 53 receiving yards in five straight games, and he has four touchdowns over the past four games. So, I got him last night, so I hope it keeps going. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's totally a solid flex option week in and week out. Um, he's somebody that it looks like Jameis Winston has 
develop some sort of rapport with. So that's that's positive. A bonus option you had on here was tight end Gerald Everett for the Rams. I kind of liked I kind of liked this pick because I like I like what you wrote about it. Mainly. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like to did. hear that. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where tight end has been a position all year where either injuries or underperformance has is, is, is hurt you. And so the more options at tight end, the better, I think. He's clearly available at you know, 94% of ESPN leagues and 88% of Yahoo leagues. And I think the, the what makes him a, a good add is that he's clearly receiving the red zone targets that Cooper Cup vacated. Um, he has three touchdowns in the last two games since Cup was lost for the season. So it's, right. it's clear. I mean, Cup was obviously Goff's. I'm still feeling that one. Yeah, he's one of Goff's favorite targets when he got into the red zone. If it wasn't handing it, handing it or passing it to Todd Gurley, it was looking in Cooper's direction. And yeah. I think he's starting to look in Gerald's direction now. I might have to do the same thing. Drop quarterback Matthew Stafford for the Lions. This is a tough one because he's all, always been a, whether the Lions have been productive or winning Stock's team. been dropping though. Yeah, I, yeah. I had him as one of my other quarterbacks too and I think like two or three weeks ago I just had to give up. Because you're just getting, you're getting baseline numbers, right? Yeah. If, if that. Yeah. I mean, he, he only has three touchdown passes in the past four games. His best receiver, Marvin Jones, you know, was just placed on IR like we just talked about. Um, it's it's just not there. I mean, you were you even when the Lions were bad, you were used to Stafford putting Him up 300, 300, 350 yards. Even and, it was like the last quarter of that game. Yeah, would be no, like it went nuts. Garbage time. He was a garbage time king in yeah. a good way, where he he would put up a couple. Even if he had no touchdowns going to the fourth quarter, he'd end up with two. Right. You know, I mean, he he there was always enough on that offense where he would find, you know, something to to make positive for you. But that's just not happening this year, and I think that's because. You have a different coaching staff and a di- maybe a different philosophy, and they're still trying to figure out a way to to mesh the two. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's something they figure out in the off season, and we have Matt Stafford back as a as a fantasy option next year. Maybe it's because they have to practice in the snow, and their coach wears shorts <laughs> while they're in the snow. I'm just kidding. That's something they could look into. Yeah, I like that though. I thought that was interesting. Um, running back Alex Collins for the Ravens. Uh, you know, he was a he was surprising scratch against Oakland. Um, but even worse, it appears that Gus Edwards is stud has passed yeah out of nowhere. Wow, uh, Gus Edwards, Gus the bus, right, has surpassed yeah. him on the depth chart uh, after two straight games with at least 115 rushing yards. I mean, he's paired nicely with the Lamar Jackson. I wish offense. I would have grabbed him in more leagues, but I was very very happy last week. I, I think I think it's tough for I mean Alex was having a, he wasn't having a great this season but he had like seven touchdowns which is good obviously yeah. he was becoming a, t- a touchdown dependent flex option outside of I mean I think everybody had RB two hopes for him going into the season or maybe even more a higher ceiling uh, but with Lamar Jackson there the whole rushing offense is looking good and it's unfortunate that he's gotten kind of froze out. So weekly streamers this week, quarterback Case Keenum, Denver. Yeah, it's usually not somebody I. I mean, there's guys like we talked about earlier. Dak I was Prescott, scratching my head a little bit. Dak too. Prescott. I'm you know I'm big on Lamar Jackson. Looks like he's going to get another start, but the Bengals have allowed at least three touchdown passes in four of the past five games. The Bengals are in complete a uh, complete spiral. Yeah, it looks like disarray. Yeah, and and you know the Broncos are still on the edge of the playoffs, still competing, and you know they're going to have to put up some numbers to to to, to do that. So I think if you're desperate and you need a streamer and, you know, at this point, that means your quarterback, maybe you just had Andy Dalton and he's gone for the year. Uh, maybe your other guy, maybe it's a horrible matchup or something like that. Maybe, you know, you got Brady against Minnesota. 
which is not a guaranteed thing uh, this week, then Keenum is a good idea. Tight end Cameron Brate. Yeah, and we had him last week as a streamer, and I'm just going to continue yeah. rolling it over. Um, he goes against Carolina, and the Panthers have allowed nine touchdowns to the position this season. We talked about it earlier with uh, David Ngoku. Uh, the Panthers are the worst team against tight ends. Uh, I like it. <laughs> and at this point of the season, it's all about targeting who cannot you know, cover, cannot tackle, cannot whatever. Uh, so roll back with Cameron. Roll it back with Cameron Brait if you, if you can. Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski, kicker for Seattle. Yeah, this is. I went in the way back machine and grabbed Sebastian Janikowski <laughs> um, against the Niners. The Niners have allowed at least nine points in four of the last six games to kickers. Uh, that's solid at this point. You just you just hope that your kicker. You love a double digit extravaganza from your kicker, but at this point, you can't stand a three or a two or right. or something like that. You just need somebody to get points. And I think going this week, Sebastian has a has a very very high floor uh, compared to other kickers. Uh, defense and special teams, you have Green Bay versus Arizona. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those matchups where Green Bay has played significantly better at home. Their defense has. Um, and the Cardinals have allowed at least nine points defensive or special teams in eight of 11 games. That's all you need right there. I mean, you're, you're talking – I mean, it's it's kind of a time-honored tradition. You target a team – if you have a defense, you target a team that has a rookie quarterback. Yeah. So, I mean, the Cardinals are going to have success. I mean, there's rookie quarterbacks this year that are having success, but doesn't mean that they're still not doing rookie quarterback things. They're still throwing interceptions. They're still, still sacked. They're still getting sacked. They're still holding the ball too long, fumbling, doing all kinds of things that, you know, veteran quarterbacks don't do. And this is one of those matchups to where this is Rosen's first trip to, to Lambeau Field and Green Bay's in a situation where oh, wow. they need to win every game pretty much to make to even have a shot at the playoffs. Uh, and it starts here, so I expect a fired up Green Bay defense and and a, a pretty productive week. Yeah, I, I like I like that matchup. I like that pick. Uh, I also liked Seattle Seattle's defense against San Francisco. Oh yeah, I feel like they've put up kind of similar numbers for uh, defenses going against them as well. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you, and especially with them, uh, yeah, uh, matching up against the Niners. I mean, the Niners. I think I think the uh, shine have kind of wore off with Nick Mullins at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, also Buffalo's defense is is play. I mean, it gets it gets it gets you know overshadowed by the fact that offense has been historically bad, um, especially when Josh Allen's been out of it. But that defense, I, I've been harping on it all year, is a lot better than what it's given credit for, and it has some pretty good matchups going in the next three weeks too. And your flex of the week, DJ Moore, Carolina. Yeah, somebody we talked about earlier. I mean, he's essentially the number one receiver. So if you have him, you're probably – I mean, you've, if you picked him up recently, he's probably not your number one receiver, but he's the number one receiver in that offense, and he's going up against a secondary that's allowed 17 touchdowns to wide receivers. They've allowed a touchdown, at least one touchdown, to a wide receiver in every game this season. It's a lot. Every single game. So – if you're using him and he's not one of your, you know, starting two receivers or maybe even starting three receivers, then feel fortunate because he's flex worthy this week. Eddie's week twelve, good and bad calls. Let's start off with the good. Start Baker Mayfield. I mean, you know, four touchdowns. Yeah, two hundred fifty-eight yards, four touchdowns. Like again. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was just I, I think his coming out party. I think that was his him underlining. Hey, for all you and people, that was at Cincinnati. At that Cincinnati, that wasn't that wasn't at Cleveland. Wasn't at home, and, and I think he was trying to prove a point to you, Jackson. Maybe you know they, there was a little stuff about them after the game. Um, but that's yeah, a good the, attitude. The distance, a little distance. Ooh. 
little coldness. <laughs> um, you know, it's good for Baker. I mean, it's a good attitude if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. It's a good attitude for him to have. And also, I think that was a little him kind of spiking the ball and saying, hey, anybody thought I didn't deserve go number one overall? Well, here you go. Here I am. Because he's, he's, looking, he's looking like a bona fide uh, superstar in the making. Um, sleeper this week was Mike. One of my sleepers were Mike Williams. I was kind of off Mike Williams a little bit. Me too. I dropped him. Yeah. I, well, I, I told people to drop him. Yeah. But it was uh, it was one of these things where I saw Tyrell Williams wasn't going to play or was going to be limited okay. going into the game. And I thought to myself, well, that's probably more opportunity for Mike. And lo and behold, two touchdowns. Yeah, Mike's developing that that kind of that thing where it's like all he does touchdown relationship with him. <laughs> yeah, he it's has fine. he has a good rapport with Rivers when it comes in the red zone. He makes big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think going into next year, if we can get him more opportunities, more targets, then I think everybody's going to be heavy on him as a breakout uh, receiver in his third year. Start Demarius Thomas. This is one of those things where everybody after last week was ready to jump off a cliff if you own Demarius Thomas. He's like, why do you, I thought he was going to be good if you traded if he got traded. Uh, he had one target the previous week and had nothing. Uh, you know, Kiki Kuti uh, had like seven catches the previous week. It was just all bad. And I told people to start him and said, hey, you know what, this is a good matchup for him. Um, also, he's a veteran. He's somebody they're probably going to try to utilize. They're not going to give up on. And he caught two touchdowns. So he made me look good. Bad. Sit Rob Gronkowski. I was real. You know what? I was just at the point where this has probably been his worst year. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say. He's, he's played more of it than he has other years, though. But Yeah, but, but he's been constantly banged up. The yeah. production hasn't quite been there when he has played. He didn't exactly light this on fire, but you know what? Against the Jets, 56 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I, mean, if, if, I was mad because that Edelman touchdown got called back right before that one. Right, and right. I had Edelman, I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> Gronkowski vultures me. Yeah, or penalty flags. There you are, the refs. Whatever they they could be. The zebras. Um, sit Kenny and Drake. Why Ayata? <laughs> I mean, five receptions, ninety six total yards. I pulled him out and put him back in like three times on Saturday. I was just like, uh, 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 uh. And then I just I went for it. And well, I and help myself. Good call. Good call on yourself because he has he just has that big playability. I will say when he's one hundred percent healthy. Um, and he has the opportunities. If he had a team that fully believed in him, because obviously Miami has they still have Frank Gore. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of going all over back. The place. They're all over the place. Uh, if he had a team that was one hundred percent committed to him and he was healthy, I really do believe he would have been one of the breakout uh, performers of the season. Um, and because he's had those games where it's just like, man, he, he broke it for a touchdown. Had right. a, you know, you know, came out of nowhere and had a big all-around game. Uh, and this is just an indication of his possibilities. But you know, I, I thought, I thought Indy, Indy's defense was playing a lot better, but he, he proved me wrong. Start Jordan Howard, which I would have done if I had Jordan Howard. Well, I mean, the idea was okay. Trubisky is out. They're, you know, they're starting Case Daniel. They're going to want to run. This is going to be a Jordan Howard. It's Thanksgiving. It's going to be a Jordan Howard-type game. And what? Seven carries, 13 yards? No, it's not going to be a Jordan Howard-type no. game. So that that tells you. I can't figure out Chicago at this point. No. I, don't, I don't know exactly don't what they're doing. I Chicago can figure out Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, they're 8-3 eight, they're eight and three or whatever whatever the record is. So, I mean, you know, they got they got something going for it. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on another team in the offseason. Some, you know, gets huh? – it ends up getting traded to a team that maybe utilizes more of a power run game yeah. or something like that. Um, but I don't know. That was that was a surprise to me. These good and bad calls are brought to you by Eddie's start and sit column. Every week, Eddie goes through every matchup. He lists the obvious starters, players you should start, and others you need to bench. 
Any starting sit column posts online at the San Diego Union Tribune.com every Thursday at 9 a.m. Check it out. There's only three more weeks of it. You got to get it. Yeah. Got some interesting matchups coming up. Uh, New Orleans at Dallas, Thursday night football. Man, that's a big way to start the week, right? Yeah. I, I mean, you, you have Dallas. You have Dallas is really kind of hitting its stride. You have the Saints, which, you know, one could argue is the best team in the NFL. It's actually weird, though, too. It's uh, I was thinking going into this that Dallas's defense has really been heating up and showing us a lot the last couple of weeks. But if you watch the Saints game last week, it was like the same thing, too. The Saints front is like showing us a lot more than they have in the past. Right. Did they get four interceptions on that game? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be good all around on that game. That was the difference last year in the Saints is that it wasn't just that they were running the football and they were balanced offense, but that also that their defense kind of came out of nowhere and started performing. Except for that one play against Minnesota. <laughs> that unfortunate one play. play. Yeah, and I think that's what stung them even more is the idea that their defense was much better last season and that still and ended up happening. Losing to Tampa Bay at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, and this year they, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, that's the crazy. Thing. That's, it doesn't even make sense at this point Yeah. when you think about it. But, uh, you know, they're they're rounding into shape. I think they're rounding into playoff form, and, and they're definitely going to be one of the championship contenders. I think both teams good. I think both teams can put up a lot of I, – I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this. I, both defenses are, like you said, they're both good. But it's just too, ma- too many good players. I think Dallas got to play from behind. Uh, so there's going to be some garbage time possibilities. But it's a good Cooper. way to start the week. Yeah, it's a good way to start the week. Minnesota at New England. I this like I said, I kind of hinted at when I was talking about Brady earlier. He's not guaranteed to put up big numbers this week against Minnesota. Uh, that defense, it really depends if Xavier Rhodes is healthy. Uh, but they, when he's healthy and he's he's good to go, and they got Everson Griffin back, Minnesota's defense is still one of the best defenses in the NFL. I want to see how they disrupt Brady. You know, they just because they can get to him if, if they have Rhodes out there, then they can get to him in a bunch of different ways. Uh-huh. They could utilize their front seven in a bunch of different ways and put pressure on him. And if we know anything about Tom Brady, and Brady's hey, Brady's the goat. But if you can get pressure on him, he's he not quite. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He gets upset. He's not used to getting. He's not used Ooh, to not getting his way. Yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, angry Brady might be on display. I like angry Brady uh, this week against Minnesota. L.A. Chargers at Pittsburgh. I think this is my fantasy oasis. You know, I mean, you got both on um, both offenses. Both defenses are are probably a step away from being elite defenses. There's they're, something they're, they're not, showing us. Right? They're showing us matchup yeah. uh, stability, but we don't always know. Yeah, but, but we're seeing great things. Out that of them. next yeah. step, that next step is when we can you know, put them in there against anybody and they still produce. But those offenses, those offenses are both elite. Yeah. So I, I think I think this is going to be one of those like you know I, it's not quite Chiefs Rams, but is it going to be in thirty you know thirty five thirty one? Right. I th- I think this is like a, a preview more or less. Like if the Chargers do get that wild card spot, how are they going to do on the road against? In the a divisional, team like, yeah, in the divisional a team like Pittsburgh or New England or the Chiefs, yeah, yeah. away. It's gonna be cold in those places as well. True. No, that's a great. That's a great. Um, that's a great point because th- this is one of those teams that they have a very good chance of playing in that next round. And the Steelers are no joke offensively. You know, no. we we know those weapons, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited. There's, there's some pretty good games this week. I hope the Chargers lose though. <laughs> uh, Buffalo at Miami. 
my my fantasy wasteland. I will say it again. Tisk tisk. <laughs> this was it was a difficult week because even in this matchup, I mean, we just talked about Kenyon Drake. He may be banged up, so that kind of takes somebody off the table for us. Uh, you know, you might think of LaShawn McCoy. You might think if you're streaming, both of these defenses could be possibly on the table. I think we'd be surprised by both defenses. Yeah, that w- game. which is another thing. This could be a surprisingly defensive matchup. Yeah, this could be like a. 13-10 game totally. or something, which is another reason it's my wasteland because I respect both defenses. Although it, both these could be two teams that just are coming out of nowhere and, you know, Tannehill's back and, and Josh Allen is ready to hit, the, you know, hit the, the rest of the season in stride and maybe they put up a lot of points too. I don't know. Well, I think that's going to do it for week 13 of America's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. We're downtown, the Union Tribune building. We do this every Wednesday. Eddie, how do the people get a hold of you? Uh, they can hit me up on Twitter at UT Eddie Brown, and you can, you know, I get lineup, I get lineup questions pretty much all week long. I get them uh, Thursday leading up to Thursday night. I get them Sunday morning. I'm up early. Uh, my wife doesn't like that, but I'm up early. <laughs> I don't like that. I wait. It's like Christmas morning every Sunday for me. I'm up in front yeah. of a laptop. Waiting, waiting on Twitter to see if anybody has any questions. I'm up questions. late Saturday, waking up early Sunday. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, Saturday, working on what my lineups. Doing? And, yeah, yeah, I'll be to bed. I'll be to bed soon. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you can you can email me at Eddie Brown at San Diego Union Tribune dot com. Uh, you can just anytime. Uh, pretty much fantasy. I'm I'm in. I'm I'm down to talk about pretty much anything. Do you get thank yous, Eddie? Do people send you thank yous for? I do. I good, get, yeah, good. I just people, wanted to make sure. I just want to make sure my guy gets taken care no, of. No, no. People are great. People are awesome. I love getting into these conversations. And we don't always agree, right? I, I, I'll, and also, and also, obviously, since we we have shown in my good and bad calls that they're not all good calls. Uh, sometimes I'll give advice and it just like ah, I blew up in somebody's face and they don't you know condemn me for it. Right. Which You're is not all awesome. knowing. Yeah, exactly. You know. Uh, but so yeah, no. It's uh, so far so far it's been a great. Um, situation being Good. able to uh go back and forth and 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 the conversations have helped me out either uh, at the same time yeah agreed yeah. so yeah so it's, it's it's been fun well awesome well on that note uh good luck to everybody this weekend Hope you make it into the playoffs, unless I'm playing against you. <laughs> exactly. And if you and if you're not making the playoffs, finish strong. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. 